Hello, and welcome to the Jubilee Church Podcast. Jubilee Church exists to help all people know God, find family, discover purpose, and make a difference. If you would like to learn more or connect with us, please visit our website at jubileestl.org. Merry Christmas. Good to see you all. Thanks for being here. My, I've been leading this church for 17 years, and my gift on Christmas Eve is a 20-minute message. So there you go. Uh, I don't know what your Christmas Eve traditions are, but, but growing up, uh, my dad would read to us uh, the story of the, of the birth of Jesus from Luke 2. Like just, uh, man, didn't they do an amazing job at reading that? It was such, so much text and unbelievable. So great. So he would, uh, he would read this, and he would read it out like this big, oversized, enormous Bible. Did anybody have one of those like enormous Bibles growing up? It like, it like spanned like all of our la- like three people's laps. It just, and I don't know if this was intentional or not, but it seemed to always open up at the Ten Commandments. I don't know if there was something they were trying. You know what I'm talking about. Um, but he would read this story because he would have our attention. Because the rule was there was no presence until we read this story, until this story happens. And so he, he had a very, he's a smart man, he had a very captive audience. And, and now that I'm, you know, I've, I've got kids of my own and I look back at that situation, I, I think like, yeah, okay, here's what he was trying to do. He was trying to make sure that none of us missed the point. Like no one missed the point of Christmas. And my my hope, my goal today is simply just that. I hope I want to help us not miss the point. So I'm going to talk about five things, five things that you would commonly see during the Christmas season, experience during the Christmas season. And I want to tether them to some real truth about the, the wonder of the birth of Jesus. And the first one is the nativity scene. So like you're driving by and you see these nativity scenes and you know I'm a little shallow. My first thought is like, you know, where in the world do they get the time to do all this? Like, where, like, where do they store it? And, but if I think about it a little bit, the, the thought that comes to my mind that, that I, I want you to, to think about is that this really happened. Jesus being born on a quiet night in Bethlehem 2,000 years ago, it really happened. It's an historic event. It really happened. And it happened for you. It happened for me. Uh, I was talking to a friend of mine, a pastor, who he talked to, he was telling me about how when this point really was brought home to him, he went to uh, Israel during, uh, at Christmas time with his spouse, and, and he was just talking about how, like, man, they, 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 they walked the streets of Bethlehem, and, and they sat on the hill where Jesus most likely, you know, preached the Sermon on the Mount, and they went through the city of Jerusalem, and they, they went outside the city of Jerusalem, and they stood in, in silence uh, at the place of Golgotha, and went near the tomb and, and just like, man, the thought was like, man, this really happened. So here's what I want to do. I want you to tether every time you see today, tomorrow, a nativity scene in somebody in a neighbor's yard or, you know, uh, going through some park or maybe it's in your house, tether it to the idea that this really happened. And here's the thing. And it happened for me. It happened for me. Okay, number two, number two is music, all right? So I know this is a little controversial. Some people like Christmas music. Some people don't like Christmas music, and I get that. I mean, um, you know, some music is, Christmas music is really good. By the way, can we thank our band? I mean, didn't they do amazing? God, that's a good kind. 
some, some isn't so good. It, it reminds me last week I had to take my, I took my car into the, into the mechanic because it was making this awful, I mean, awful, awful, awful noise. And uh, he, he took out the Mariah Carey Christmas CD and everything's fine. And so like every, I'm kidding, I'm joking. I don't have a Mariah Carey CD. And um, so I wanted to tether this idea to the very first Christmas song ever sung that was more than a Christmas song. It was really an announcement. It was an announcement of a king who had a kingdom. And uh, again, it was from Luke 2. Uh, and this announcement came from the angel, and then a choir, and then a choir of angels joined in. And Luke 2, 10, it, it, it talks about what this kingdom would be like. It says, fear not, for I bring you good news of great joy, great joy, transcendent joy, the kind of joy that we need to live the lives I think we all want to live. And then in verse 14, the choir kicks in and says, glory to the God in the highest and on earth peace. So he brings peace. And here's why among those whom he is pleased. I want to remind you or introduce to you this king who was born on Christmas. His name is Jesus, and he brings great joy to all who believe great joy, and he brings peace, transcendent peace, and this is because of a position that he gives us. Jesus came to give us a new position, which is that we would be pleasing to God. So he says that in whom he is pleased, and so it's from this position, it's from this position of being uh, that God is pleased with us, not because of us, not because of what we do or what we don't do, but because of, because of him. This position brings us that peace and brings us that joy. And this would define his kingdom. This was the announcement of his kingdom. It was joy. It was peace. And it was what a word called righteousness, which means right, which means that we're okay with God. In fact, um, years later, Paul would want to remind all of us to, uh, in his, uh, his letter to the Rome, to, uh, to the Rome, Romans 14, he says that this kingdom is this domain of God. This domain of God is made up of righteousness, peace, and joy. So when you hear Christmas music today or tomorrow, you know, good or bad or annoying or whatever it is for you, that you would remember that first song, the announcement of a, of a new king with a new kingdom who brings righteousness, peace, and joy, that we are pleasing to God, not based upon us, but based upon him. And then thirdly, thirdly is the, is the Christmas card. Again, I'm a, I'm a little bit, I'm a little bit shallow. When I see these, especially like we get our first ones like in, you know, before Thanksgiving. And my first thought is these people are under challenge. Like they need a greater challenge at work. They need to volunteer more at the church. They need to like, you know, go get something done in Congress, something. They need, they, they need another challenge because well, maybe because I'm just not that organized to, to make this happen. And, and by the way, we, we, we actually don't do Christmas cards. So if you're wondering why you didn't get one, um, that's why. But it's really a beautiful thing. If you, if you think about how a Christmas card, card come to being, here, here's the mechanics of it all. Is that somewhere along the way, uh, someone makes a list. They make a list of, of people. And this is their friendship list. This is all the friends they have. And if you got a card, if you got a card on your mantle, your refrigerator, whatever, you're on somebody's list. That's an amazing thing. That's a beautiful thing that you're on someone's friendship list. But I want to tether it to a, a more transcendent idea. And that is, and get this, that, that you are a friend of God. He wants friendship with you. In John 15, 15, it says, I now call you my friends. Do you know what it means to be on the, the friendship list of God? I mean, I've got some great friends, but I mean, they're not perfect and neither am I. 
But man, he's, I mean, he just, he's there. He's, 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 he's one closer than the brother. And get this, the fact that the creator of the universe would, would want to relate to us as a friend. I mean, all other religions, you know, you know, you can be a citizen, you can be a subject, you can be a slave, you could be a, a student, you could be a follower, but a friend, a friend that God wants relationship with you. It's not, he's not, he isn't coming with a list. Okay. I've got, I've got some beef with you and it's not, you know, best of us. I got, I got some, I got, a, I've got some issues with you, but he comes, nobody wants, nobody wants Seinfeld. Okay. Well, anyway, <laughs> it killed in the other service. Um, and uh, thank you. That's not helpful. Uh, the, uh, so he, ha- he has this list, but he wants to be our friend. And here's the thing. Some of us, some of us, for the first time, we're going we're gonna to have somebody missing at Christmas this year. There's going to be somebody missing at the table that was here last year. Or maybe you're, you're wondering if this is the last time this person will be with you. Or you're facing something. You're facing, you're, you're wondering about your health. Or, or you're wondering about your finances. Or it's just been a really difficult year relationally. It's been a really difficult, and this is not, this is not real happy. And you're here, and you're nice, and, and all that. And, uh, but man, you need a friend. You need a friend to walk you through that valley. He wants to be that friend. He is a friend like no other. And then, and then a couple more, and then, and then we'll close. Um, this fourth one, I, you know, I even hate to bring this up because it's, it's kind of negative, and well, it's very negative, actually. Um, but I was just trying to think of some things that we, that we use a lot during the Christmas season. And of course, we use the credit card. And some of, you know, some of our credit cards may be worn out on the edges, or like the numbers are all gone, or whatever. I don't know. Like, I don't know how much you use it, but like, it's fun, you know, right? It's fun using it. You know, you go out, you have a good time, you you know, you have dinners and you buy lots of presents, uh, but then you wake up in January and there's a bill coming due, right? And the bill is going to hurt. Uh, I, want you, I want to tether this idea of, of this credit, uh, this, this bill coming due with the idea that, that you and I have a, a moral debt. We, we have a moral debt and, and it's, it's, it's a huge debt. In fact, the Bible uh, portrays it as an unpayable debt. Like it's a debt that cannot be paid. That, that we all for, fall short, that we all, uh, we all do wrong, we all err, we're, we're, we're all not who we're supposed to be. No one is, no one ever has been. And so we have this debt, it makes us slaves actually. The Bible talks about how we're slaves to, to sin and death. Oh, I'm not a slave to anything, okay? Stop sinning and stop dying. You are a slave to whatever controls you and you can't stop those things. Merry Christmas. Anyway, the, uh, um, contemplate the fact that you have this debt. I know it's not a pleasant thought, but it's a helpful thought. And that leads us to the last image is, is the tree. Tonight, tomorrow, whenever, you, you're, you're, I mean, this is the moment, right? This is it. Like this, the tree is in the, is in the, is in the living room and it's, it's, it's beautiful and it's, it's decorated and it's ornate and it's got trees under it and, and everyone is excited. But I want to remind you, I want to remind you, I want to tether this tree to a, 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 a more um, transcendent reality. And that is the ultimate gift is not under a tree. The ultimate gift was nailed to a tree. You see that, remember that debt, the debt that you carry with you? It, it's huge. 
It's bigger than, than you think, bigger than I thought. And uh, there's no one who can pay. Actually, there's one who can pay it. There's one who can pay it. And he came to earth to pay that debt for you. So valuable is his blood that was spilled. Paid the price for you, paid the price for me, paid the price for the whole world. First Peter 2 says, he, bore, he, he himself bore our sins in his body on the tree. By his wounds, you have been healed. Because of that tree, death has been replaced with life. Because of that tree, despair has been replaced with hope. Because of that tree, misery has been replaced with joy. This gift that he gives. And, you know, when, when you do receive a gift tonight or tomorrow, um, man, somebody thought about you and they went out and spent money on you. And, and depending on what they do for, for a living or depending on, you know, how big the gift is, maybe they spent a couple hours of work. I mean, two hours of work to get that present. Maybe that's the value that it has. Two hours of their life. Or maybe, maybe... Maybe a couple of days, you know, who knows? Like maybe it's been a couple of days that they gave of their life to give you this gift. And it's an amazing thing. Jesus, the gift that he gives, it did not cost him a couple hours of his life or even a couple of days. It cost him all of his life. And he gives us all of himself for us on this tree. That's why there's peace on earth and mercy mild, God and sinners reconciled. You can't earn it. You don't deserve it, but you do have to receive it. And that's what I want you to do. I want, I want to invite you to receive this gift. If you've never received this gift, you know, when you do get handed a present, and if you just, if you didn't like put your hands out, it just drops to the floor and, and uh, doesn't do you any good. You gotta, you gotta receive it. Would you stand with me? So I, I, I want to remind you, or perhaps introduce you. I want to remind you of this gift, or per, perhaps introduce you to this gift, and I want you to think about these five things before I pray to think about the nativity scene that this, this, this happened. This is real. This, this is a, a real event. This is historic event. It really happened and it really happened for me. It really happened for you. And this announce this song, this first Christmas song was an announcement, not of another religion, another prophet, but a king who has a, has a kingdom. And this kingdom is characterized by right standing with God, peace and joy. It's a new domain. It's a new kingdom. And the, and, and the, and the Christmas card that God is not looking to get something from you, but he wants to relate he wants to walk with you and he wants to talk with you and he wants to know you and he wants you to know him. And oh yeah, there's a credit card. There's this problem. 
there's this big problem that we have. We have a bill coming due and it's gonna hurt. But it hurt him on your behalf. So there's this tree, this wonderful, this wonderful tree. And on this tree is a gift. If you want to receive this gift, you believe that you need this gift and you receive it. The Bible says that when you receive it, this kingdom, this spiritual kingdom comes takes reign in your life and the Bible says it's like a bubbling up of joy, a bubbling up of peace, a confidence that you that you that you have found the person that you're supposed to be. And he envelops your life. And he wants to do that if you just receive that. Say Jesus, I just I need I need this gift. I want this gift. I receive it receive it. Thank you, God, for your work. Thank you, God, that on a quiet night in Bethlehem 2,000 years ago, that you entered our time-space world. You brought in a new kingdom, a kingdom we needed, not to make us slaves, but to make us friends and family and co-heirs to your reign and rule. And this is all because of a great, great sacrifice that you've made.